0: talk podcast fantasy show ed birdsall joined by jake simone for part two part two jake back again you were so excited for the first one you i wasn't sick of you you weren't sick of me so you're back for another one
1: you know you can't get rid of me that easily apparently not apparently not but you're on to talk about the AFC West, which
0: is just going to be so much fun. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. We going to talk about the Chiefs. That's good. That's good. That's good. Chargers. We can you know. talk about Justin Herbert. That's good. That's good. Keenan Allen. That's good. Uh, we could talk about. Uh, oh, oh. We talk about the
1: Raiders' backfield. Yeah, the Raiders. I, I don't know what they're what they're doing this <laughs> off season, but. Whippy. There
0: are two words that come to mind when I hear that Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs are in the same backfield, and those two words are yowie, wowie.
1: Saving it for the saving it for the segment.
0: Yes. So, as mentioned, we are talking about the AFC West continuing on with the divisional previews. Adam will be back on either Monday or Tuesday, to talk about the NFC West before we start getting into more NFL Draft-themed coverage. Be covering that on both the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and the Basement Talk Podcast. So you'll be getting double dosage of NFL Draft for pretty much the next two weeks because the NFL Draft is three nights. Three weeks from tonight. We're recording this on
1: Thursday, so...
0: Three weeks from tonight.
1: Can't wait, man. Is night one of the draft? I got my, uh, I got the whole weekend booked in resorts, Atlantic City. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh baby,
0: oh baby. All right, well, we started off with one quick question, and this comes from Andrew. And Andrew says, out of players that are being drafted in the top two rounds. And I have a list, have a list. If you would like to hear it, I can give you the list, but we'll assume top two rounds. If you were to say early third, no problem. Top two rounds slash early third. Who is the one guy that you are not touching
1: and why? Um, I, I, Josh Jacobs. I mean, I know it's really on theme with this. I'm, I'm not touching Josh Jacobs, but uh, sticking with the theme of the last uh, show we recorded, Julio Jones. So Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs. No, thank you. Uh, this one's easy for me. Easy, easy, easy. DeAndre Swift.
0: He's getting drafted in the top two rounds. He's being drafted as the
1: ninth running back off the board. See, I'm not really like, I hate hate to say it. Obviously, this is a fantasy show, but I haven't really been plugged into fantasy as much as maybe i should with the nfl draft coming up in sure. three weeks i think after the draft that's when i really start diving into fantasy knowing where the rookies are how depth charts are really starting to shape up so yeah i, I don't know what if you see travis Etienne getting drafted to the steelers or um you know javante williams getting drafted to the cardinals or those guys are going to be I would say if Etienne went to the Steelers, he's probably like the Clyde Edwards Alaire of this year or Najee Harris if he goes to the Dolphins. Like a lot's going to change around this time of the year. For sure. For
0: sure. My only my only worry though is if you know you get a Travis Etienne to the Steelers or even a Najee Harris to the Dolphins, they're going to be drafted and, and they're going to be put in that conversation of like top three, top four rounds. And that's just like, oh God. When I, like yeah. the whole the whole Clyde argument that we had on this podcast last year with just people coming at Adam and I for the slander that we were just giving out to Clyde. Like it, that was that was the most yeah. obvious thing of all time.
1: I, I agree with you guys on that, but I came at you guys about Jonathan Taylor. I told you he was going to be a star and he was going to win people leagues. He did. He did just that.
0: Well, in, in, your, in your bold prediction, you also said JK Dobbins would, yeah. would be he, that too.
1: And he was pretty
0: damn good down the yeah. stretch of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'd like Jonathan Taylor way more than I liked Clyde way more,
1: way yeah. more. I wasn't even close. Me, me too. I thought Jonathan Taylor and JK Dobbins. I don't know about Dobbins. Not as much as Taylor, but Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Third, fourth round last year. Slam dunk. I, Where's Jonathan Taylor being drafted this year? Is he a first rounder? Yeah, right. First round. I I He's would have no s- problem draft. Yeah. He's the sixth
0: running back off the board, going before Saquon Barkley and
1: Ezekiel Elliott. Before Saquon, and Zeke. Ze- Zeke I can maybe get behind because I I will Saquon too with the injuries, but um I absolutely love Taylor. Love I him. Too. I do too. Absolutely. I'm glad I made you a believer because I, no, I, I love, love him. I thought last year he was far and away the best running back prospect in the draft too. Oh, without a far doubt, far and away. I think you and I had talked about this that yep. that Jonathan
0: Taylor was, I, I believe, for both of us, we had Jonathan Taylor as the best running back coming out of the draft. I just hated the spot for him, but now I that love he's the, the guy. He's the guy. I, I I fucking love it. Same, hey, same, same with our boy Cam Akers. Love him too. I great guy. Love him absolutely love him, but I, you could make a case to me, and I I would probably hear it, that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was probably the fourth most talented running back in that draft last year. Um, and he was the first one taken.
1: Yeah, I remember my rankings very clearly. I had my number one was Jonathan Taylor. My number Mine's two five. was J.K. Dobbins. My number three was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think I had it. Taylor 1, Acres 2,
0: Dobbins, 3, Clyde 4. Cuz DeAndre I,
1: Swift 3 is what you're saying or No, I DeAndre Swift's 5. Yeah. I yeah. was I was not a DeAndre Swift guy. Neither was I. So. But I like that, I like, like Clyde, Clyde though. I liked Clyde. He was my third he was my third running back. I liked yeah, the I pass mean, catching ability. I did think people were I think people were a year early on Clyde. I think Clyde's a very good where he, where is he getting drafted now? Like the f- rounds four, fourth round five? fourth round. Oh, I, I think that's, yeah. Sign me up for that year two. Yeah. the full off season. PPR. Especially when people, when
0: people soured on him, that the, the post hype, is real. He's a really, really good, post hype sleeper. Clyde, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, so, Jake is not drafting Josh Jacobs, and I am not drafting DeAndre Swift. So, Andrew, hopefully that answers your question, and thank you so much for submitting that question. All right, so we are talking about the AFC West, the absolute dumpster fire that are two teams in the AFC West and then two teams where there is some life. We're starting with one absolute dumpster fire train wreck car crash. That is the Denver Broncos. We'll start with the quarterback position in Mr. Drew Locke. This is an easy one. You are not drafting Drew Locke. I do not care if you're in a 12-team, two-quarterback league. I mean, if you're drafting Drew Locke to start him, God bless you.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater to the uh, Broncos. I think that makes a lot of sense there. Would absolutely love it. Yeah. I would rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Drew Locke. It would
0: give Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and even KJ Hamler to uh, to a certain extent and Tim Patrick. Tim, and Patrick, Tim Patrick, don't sleep. No, no. They give him a little bit of life. Um, but yes, very short, very simple, very sweet. Do not, do not draft Drew Locke unless you are absolutely in a bind in a two-quarterback league that is deep. Now we move on to the running back. And this is an interesting one. No Phil Blinsey anymore in Denver. Melvin Gordon is the guy for the Denver Broncos, at least on paper. Royce Freeman coming back there. The Broncos also signing Mike Boone during the offseason, the former one-week wonder for the Minnesota Vikings when everyone picked him up in hopes of winning a championship off of the Minnesota Vikings RB1, and he completely laid an egg on national television. So thank you for that, Mike Boone. Greatly appreciate that one, my friend. But this is the conversation now that we need to have. Philip Lindsay's no longer there. This is Melvin Gordon's show, at least on paper. Jake, do we, should, I don't even want to say do we. Should we like Melvin Gordon?
1: I don't know, man. He looked kind of. He looked like a shell of himself last year. I thought he didn't look like the Melvin Gordon that we knew and loved from the Charger days. And, I mean, is he facing a suspension heading into the season from the DUI incident from last year? Potentially. I know we're talking about the running backs, but the guy you mentioned, Mike Boone, I think is a great late-round guy. I mean, he very good familiarity with George Patton, the uh, new general manager. For the Denver Broncos from the Minnesota Viking days, loves his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, in Dynasty right now, if you can pick him up off your waiver wire, if someone hasn't already, I think that's a really, really good deep league option if you're looking for a potential lottery ticket. But uh, yeah, uh, no, just not a backfield I would want to invest in uh, a starting position for my fantasy team. I just don't think that offense is going to generate a ton of points to the extent where I would want my RB um, playing for the Denver Broncos. And I think Melvin Gordon might be uh, more of a name at this phase, especially with the suspension coming.
0: So I have Melvin Gordon as my running back 25.
1: So you're not high on him either. No,
0: no, No, I I have Raheem Mostert ahead of him. I have Chase Edmonds ahead of him for now. Kareem Hunt ahead of him. Chris Carson ahead of him and holding on by literally a knife's edge is David Montgomery ahead of him. And that's like, that, that's a tough one.
1: I like it's David it. Montgomery uh,
0: with Damien Williams there though. Oof. That Damien Williams, a, that was another guy I picked up off my waiver wire. That was a good. Move. Good, good move. Good, good, good move. But th- that bears offense. If your name is not Alan Robinson, may God have mercy on your soul. Um,
1: like book met though.
0: Oh, ho. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. My love language. It's my whole, my, I might be a little bit of a Homer there, but. Oh, I love that. I absolutely absolutely love him. Um, Yeah, I'm not taking Melvin Gordon in the top 24 running backs. He's a great guy. I've talked about this before, and I think it's just important when um, we do these shows to just sprinkle in forms of draft strategy. And I know what I like to do, Jake, especially when I'm doing it in person. I'm doing live drafts. Is or even if it's in the hype leading up to drafts and you're, you know, you're with your league or something of some sort, and it's like a week or two out before the draft, hype up a guy that you have no interest in taking, hype up a guy that you're gonna try and get somebody else to fall to you. Say you love, I don't know. I'm just taking some guy that's close to Melvin Gordon. Say you love uh, Josh Jacobs. Say, oh, say, I don't, but say it's your guy. Say you absolutely love Josh Jacobs. Hype up Melvin Gordon. Say, oh, yeah, I'll take Melvin Gordon top of the third round if he's there. I'll take him middle of the third round. I'll take him late third, whatever. Hype him up. See if someone will, will bite that bait and take Melvin Gordon so they can just get the reaction of the room. When they say, oh, yeah, I stole so-and-so. I stole, I stole Melvin Gordon from so-and-so. Okay, you get the guy that you want. And someone else just reached for Melvin Gordon to get a good laugh. So there's like a little draft strategy. I've talked about it before. It works. It absolutely works. So just keep that keep that very much uh, very much in mind when you are uh, getting ready for your drafts. And we'll do a whole uh, episode at some point where we just talk about just full draft strategy and, you know, the do's and don'ts of online drafts versus offline drafts. It's always a very, very fun episode because it changes every single year, just based on different experiences that we, uh, we all have in those kind of drafts. All right. So we move on to the receivers. We mentioned them before, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. I tell you what, out of the four based on where they're all going, I love
1: Tim Patrick. I uh, believe it or not, the only player that I would want on this team in fantasy is Cortland Sutton I I like Cortland Sutton. I think he I think people forget how good he is because of the injury last year. G- give me Cortland Sutton Yeah, I mean there's also a Tim Patrick is being is undrafted right now. Yeah, but he's the wide and, receiver four right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why he's being undrafted. You know what I'm saying? Where? But if there's like an injury or two, yeah, I, I think Tim Patrick is definitely worth monitoring. But, you know, where where's Cortland Sutton getting drafted right Cortland,
0: now? Cortland Sutton is being drafted as the wide receiver 31.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's really good value. So we'll do a little uh, would you rather here.
0: Cortland Sutton or Tyler Boyd? Cortland Sutton. I'm taking Tyler Boyd. I'm taking Tyler Boyd. Cortland Sutton or DJ Shark?
1: DJ Shark. I'm taking DJ Shark as well. Cortland Sutton or Will Fuller? Cortland Sutton. Will Is Will Fuller even going to play? <laughs> Probably not. I'll
0: take Sutton. Cortland Sutton or Debo Samuel?
1: Uh, with Mac Jones in there throwing the football? Give me Debo Samuel if he oh. plays. No. No? You like Horton Sutton over Debo Samuel? I loathe
0: Debo Samuel. The hype that he gets on a year-to-year basis when this guy cannot stay on the football field yeah. drives me
1: fucking nuts. Well, I think a lot of that had to do with the weird offseason last year. Um, but it's happened before.
0: It's happened before.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I'm. He's just too talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only his third year. He's got to put it together at some point. I mean, he he has to. And a Kyle Sh- Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, I'm I'm gonna ride with Debo Samuel there over Cortland Sutton.
0: I'm going Cortland Sutton just because fuck Debo Samuel. Uh Cortland Sutton or Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool for me for me as well. So yeah, I mean. Sutton is good. I would say the later he falls, the better for me. Just because I, you want to trust Drew Locke with your receiver? Yeah. No. So you're better off avoiding that if you can. But I understand value over everything. And another piece of draft strategy here. And, uh, Jake, I don't know how you draft but the way that I always draft is I just go off of uh, off of value based drafting VBD, and I see a guy that I don't like, but I see him at a two round discount. I'm taking him. I'm taking. Him. On the player, I don't care. It yeah it, it it depends on the player. But if you're telling me that if Cortland Sutton is at a let's say he's being drafted in the seventh round. And he's available in the ninth round. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him because it's great value. It's great value. You're drafting him below where his expected ADP is supposed to be. So just definitely keep that keep that sort of strategy in mind when you are preparing for your drafts. And if you're hell, if you're preparing for your rookie drafts, it's a great way to look at it. Great, great way to start preparing for your uh, for your rookie drafts, you uh, dynasty players. So. Uh, we are done with the receivers. Uh, Jerry, Judy, I think we should – maybe we should talk about Jerry, Judy
1: a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, – just a rough situation for him, man.
0: Yeah, that's kind of it. It's just like, you know, what is there to really say?
1: I feel like if they did get, like, an Alex Smith or a Teddy Bridgewater, someone that's more of a short passer – Maybe, I would have no
0: problem but, moving Jerry Judy up into my top thirty six if they did that.
1: Yeah, but if I like Cortland Sutton, it's kind of hard for me to like Jerry Judy too. You know what I'm saying? Two yes. two pat two pass catchers from the Denver Broncos. Like, come on. Yeah. And I also like their tight end Noah Font. So. Oh
0: yeah, we're not, we have not even gotten into uh, to Mister Noah Font yet. I I am smitten on Mister Noah Font because guess what? For all the bad that Drew Locke does to Judy and to Sutton to an extent, he just does so much good for Noah Fant. So much good for him.
1: He's another one that needs to stay on the field, though. Yes, he is another one that needs to absolutely stay on the field, no
0: doubt about it. But I kind of think, even though he's being drafted right now, as the sixth tight end off the board. I think because of that injury, red flags, I think you could get him at a reasonable enough value. When you're looking at TJ Hawkinson that's there, he should be in line for a heavy, heavy amount of volume in Detroit. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I know a lot of people like Dallas Goddard a lot. And you start going into like that next tier of tight ends with sleeper upside. Everybody is hot and heavy over Logan Thomas. So if you're telling me, Noah Fant or Logan Thomas, give me Noah Fant all day and yeah.
1: twice on Sunday. I don't know when I'll get the chance to give you this again, but for everyone listening to me for the first time on the fantasy show, Anthony Ferxer. Just true. Anthony Ferxer. I love it.
0: I love it. Especially late. I mean, he's being drafted right now. Let's have a look. Anthony Ferkser is being drafted as the Jesus Christ he's being drafted as the 37th tight end right now
1: this <laughs> i it's literally that's ins- laughable that's insulting and we saw it when when Janu Smith was out or you know got hurt Anthony Ferkser was their pass catcher he's not really much of a blocker like they trust him as a tight end like yeah. this is this is a guy you want to draft if obviously this is assuming they don't draft another tight end in the draft, but they did bring back Ferkser, I believe, right? Didn't they sign him to an extension at the, at the end of the season? So they absolutely did. I'm telling you right now, like that is a guy I want. Yeah, absolutely.
0: A- I mean, this is, I mean, it's just a move that made too much sense for Tennessee. They lost John they need a tight end and they bring in a guy who is familiar with the personnel that it isn't terrible. and it's not terrible. It is not terrible at all. Is not terrible at all, but for Noah Fant, I would draft him. I go back and forth in this one because I think I like the talent of Hawkinson more than Fant, but I think in terms of the QB pass catcher relationship that exists, I like what Fant has with Locke more than I like what Hawkinson has with Goff given one is proven and one is not proven. So I am probably going to draft or at least have Noah Fant as a top five
1: tight end. Uh, tight ends are so bad, but they're so bad. They're they're just they're just so freaking to me, bad. Every year, whenever I don't get like a Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Mark Andrews, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Let me try to find that guy in those late rounds. That yep. That's pretty much how I go. So no disrespect to Noah Fant or or T.J. Hawkinson, but I just won't be drafting them. Just yep. Just nope. have other. Um, preferences where they're being drafted at their own ADP. If I can get them for a two-round discount like you alluded to before, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then, then we can and start the conversation. And you're sitting real pretty. You're sitting yeah. real pretty if you do. All
0: right, so move on from the Broncos, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Much more fun conversation to have. We start with Patrick Mahomes. Um, makes no, no sense to talk about whether Patrick Mahomes is going to be good. Makes no sense to even start the debate the talent that he has. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about, Jake, where are you drafting Patrick Bahams?
1: I mean, he's a second-round pick every year. I wouldn't draft him in the second round. Um, Me I'd draft him in the third round, though. I'd draft him in the third round, the absolute highest. I, I just don't believe – I still wouldn't draft – I just don't draft QBs that high. So Neither do I. You're listening neither to the I. wrong person.
0: Yeah, I I am the same way. I'm the exact same way. I was going to say I wouldn't draft until the 4th round. But you know
1: what I would do? I would wait till a team is in trouble that does draft a QB that high and get him at a discount
0: in a trade. Yep. I think it's a great move. I think that is a great move. Especially if that team, if you're looking towards a deadline and it's like a bubble playoff team and you and you're sitting and in near there, say you're closing in the deadline and you're at like you're sitting there at six and three, six and three, maybe seven, three, six and four. And you feel good about where you're at, and you feel like you could upgrade a quarterback, and there's a team sitting at five and five that's like on the bubble. Then, yeah, yeah, you could definitely, absolutely trade for Mahomes. But for me, I'm just never in that elite QB dogfight because I just, don't, I just don't believe
1: him. I'm looking to find that elite QB at the steal.
0: I completely agree with you. Completely agree. I'm just not in that QB dogfight come early part of the draft. It's not for me. It's too rich for my blood. Too rich for my blood. Uh, But I would say Mahomes is probably going to go
1: early third. I think second round, man. Every year he goes in the second round of my drafts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my drafts, some he goes early second. Others he goes early third. You know, it kind of fluctuates, depends on who you draft with. Um, But there's no denying the talent that Mahomes has and what he brings to the quarterback position. Because guess what? You have Mahomes, you have a leg up on almost everybody else. It's not as guaranteed because the difference in scoring between quarterbacks is minimal, which is why I don't understand why people go out and draft Mahomes in the second round when you're really talking about, a 30, 35 point difference between quarterbacks, between the number one quarterback and perhaps the number 12 quarterback. You know, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to me why people go out and do that. But hey, that's God just me.
1: Yeah.
0: That's just me, you know. All right. So we talk, we're going to talk about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jake and I uh, talked about Clyde a little bit before. Uh, we both like him as post-hype sleeper, so I don't think there's really uh, much to really reiterate about Clyde. I would say, though, that – all right. No, there is something I want to say about Clyde. So I talked about this with Adam, and I'll give you mine, but I want to hear yours first, Jake. Rank these guys. Clyde Alaire, Antonio Gibson, cam Akers, jk dobbins
1: i'm it's, going to we'll go say, with we'll,
0: we'll say half ppr yeah okay. half, half point ppr
1: okay well yeah that definitely makes a difference i'm going to go with number one at uh, cam Akers. number two jk dobbins number three clyde number four antonio gibson in full PPR, I would probably bump Clyde ahead of J.K. Dobbins, but Akers is still my number one there, yeah. Yep, I have it. For me, I had it. Akers at number one,
0: Gibson at number two, Dobbins at yeah. Dobbins at three, and then
1: Clyde at four in full. In I, I don't love – I would – buyer beware with Antonio Gibson, all I'm saying. Um. Is, is J.D. McKissick still kicking around in Washington? Yeah, he's still kicking around.
0: He's Nothing. still he's still kicking around, but where Antonio Gibson's gonna go? Not for me, not for me. Not Give for me, me there. There's some talk that I saw that Antonio Gibson is pushing like second round. No. And if, if you're telling, if you're gonna tell me, because people are so just hot and cold on the whole Mixon, uh, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs group, that those younger sophomore running backs are getting pushed up. Antonio Gibson in the second round, just no, thank you. Nope. No, thank you. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, please. Mm, no. um, but, I mean, I like Clyde. I like Clyde. I think the later you can get him, the better. I mean, if you could tell me you can get Clyde Rizalera in the late fourth, early fifth. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, I think it's mid-fourth
1: is, is, yeah, mid-fourth to me is where I take him. I feel confident. I think he's an RB2, mid-range RB2 with low RB1 upside, if it all, if it all pans out. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's a, a
0: really good projection of what Clyde uh,
1: In can full PPR, be. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, of course, if you're going to draft Clyde, you better go out and do your damnest to go get uh, Darrell Williams.
1: Yes. I don't even know. I think Clyde gets gets hurt or something. Like, it's just a, it's just oh, a right. backfield. I don't really want to be part of it. So I don't even think rostering Darrell Williams is worth the time. I think it just turns into a massive committee clusterfuck.
0: True. That's probably also true. Uh, all right. The receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Tyreek Hill conversation. I also, I will, I'll even go out a limb here. As a late round guy with upside, now that Sammy Watkins is no longer in Kansas City, Miko Hardman has value. Has value as the number two receiver on this football team.
1: And, there's something there and Tyreek Hill is prone to injury yes he is yeah absolutely I think you could do a whole lot worse than Nicole Hardman in like what the 10th not even 10th round like the 13th round if that if that if, is right I mean I think he's a, going a lot of the hype on Hardman's really died down his rookie year he had all this hype and then last year okay well maybe this is the year so now a lot of people are sleeping on him a little bit more yeah a- absolutely
0: so, Miko Hardman is being drafted as the 58th receiver on the board.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling, though, at 32 overall, I think they're going to draft like a Cardarius Tony out of Florida. I think that may, that's a match made in heaven.
0: They could. And then that, like a Rondell that, Moore. Yeah, and then that Hardman hype just goes whew, yep. out the window. Out the window. But for now, we could speculate and say that if Hardman, if you're telling me Hardman is the number two receiver and he's opposite Tyreek Hill, I'd love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Bye. Yeah. For Tyreek, listen, you know what you're getting with him. He's a week-to-week freak, but you have to be aware of the stinker. That comes every now and again.
1: Absolutely. He not that he is a, uh, to me, Devontae Adams is in a class of, its, of his own self. I think Hopkins is like a tier below Adams, and then after yeah. that, I think any one of the receivers in fantasy can have a stinker. If Keenan Allen's healthy, I think he's pretty damn consistent, like yep. I think and, he's and, double digits no matter what. And Michael Thomas depending on who the quarterback is. And Michael Thomas, yes. And, and honestly, Stephon Diggs has has reached that yeah. with, with assuming, you know, Josh Allen continues to progress that wasn't just a one-year thing, which it probably is not. So. Yeah.
0: And and by the way, Jake, I'm very happy you've decided to come around on Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, well, we all have whiffs in our life, man. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely, and you know, and you know what? Good on you, good on you for uh, for admitting it. I re- respect for that.
1: Yeah, well, the people that swore up and down and told me Baker Mayfield was going to be an MVP type guy, you guys That's owe me true. an apology too. I, you, you guys, know. you guys, not me. Oh, listen, man you you were high on Baker. Don't I liked him, but
0: I never I never said the words that Baker Mayfield is going to be an MVP.
1: Uh, everyone, Christ in
0: heaven, now.
1: Everyone told me that Baker Mayfield was going to be great. And now, and a lot of people told me Mitchell Trubisky was going to be great too. coming oh, out of UNC. Who
0: the hell said that?
1: Oh, a lot of people, Ryan Bay said that, but oh, uh,
0: Jesus that's, that's know, diabolical. We all,
1: we all with in our lives is what yep. I'm, uh, Absolutely. what I'm putting out there.
0: We and all, sw- Haskin, we all swing and yeah. miss. We can't all bat a thousand.
1: Yeah. Dwayne Haskins was another one. I mean, everyone thought he was going to be great too. I, I, mm-hmm. Not me. Well, the thing with Josh Allen really was, though, like there wasn't really much on him. And also the concerns I had about him out of college were there in the NFL his yeah. first two years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a Stefan Diggs can take you to the next level.
0: For sure. And fair play for to Buffalo for uh, for figuring that out for uh, good old Josh Epo. Love yeah. him. Love him. Great guy. Uh, all right. Now we move on to talking about Travis Kelsey. We did talk about Travis Kelsey um, A little bit, but, I mean, listen, this guy's a cheat code. I think I mentioned before when we were talking about Mahomes that Mahomes gives you a slight positional advantage over any other quarterback. Travis Kelsey is gives you a whole positional a man, advantage yeah. over yeah. every other tight end. I know there's George Kittle. I know there's Darren Waller, but it does not matter. It does not matter. Travis Kelsey is a unicorn. He is a breed of his own. Uh, You take him. You have a positional advantage every single week. Does not matter who you play, go up against. You're going to have an advantage at the tight end position with Travis Kelsey, and he's he's just he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. And draft him. If you were to say to me you, you're going to draft him early second round, I would say okay. All
1: yeah, right. I, yeah. I would probably draft him in the mid to late second round. Um, Ideally, yeah. I think there's some RB ones that are a little bit more. Sp- Wanna say more scarce, but I feel like a good fantasy team has RBs in my opinion. Like that's just how I've always lived. But um, yeah, Travis Kelsey's a second rounder. I mean, Stefan Diggs going in the sixth round last year proves that. Like, why would I draft like give me a second round receiver, DK Metcalf? Yep, DK Metcalf, second like, rounder. Why would I draft DK Metcalf in the second round when I can draft mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey and I can find myself this year Stefan Diggs in those later rounds? Maybe Corey Davis don't sleep, but you know.
0: Great guy. We love Corey Davis. Yeah. Big fans of Corey Davis on his podcast. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey, you know what you're getting out of him. It's going to be consistent yeah. and helps let me, that he's playing with the best quarterback currently in the National Bullet.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, this year, Stefan Diggs, don't sleep on this guy, might not be as big as Diggs. Second-year player, T. Higgins.
0: You know, that's a very interesting one because Adam, Adam and I hate I love where him. T. Higgins is going. I love him. T Higgins is going in the late fourth round.
1: I think that's a little early, but I love him. I love him this year. I really do. I think he's their number one by far. I love, I really, I love them out of the draft. I, I am not taking T Higgins
0: in the late fourth round. I'm sorry. I am not doing it.
1: The fifth or sixth round. I think we need to have a conversation, but
0: middle of the fifth round is when I would consider it.
1: Yeah, so you're not that far off from the consensus.
0: No, no, I'm not, I'm not that far off, but we're talking about a whole round and a half difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, listen, I think it's more egregious where a guy like DeAndre Swift is getting drafted and, and Antonio Gibson for that matter Absolutely. than T Higgins.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, but you're telling me that T Higgins Okay.
1: The receivers, you got to hang on. You got to remember though, like yeah. there's no Jamar Chase yet in these mocks that are being that are being out there or Sure. there's no Kyle Pitts there's no sure. uh, Devonta Smiths. There's no Waddle. There's no, like, let's say the Chiefs draft Cardarius Tony. I'm sure he's going to be a, a fourth or a fifth round pick in fantasy. Sure. You know, so we don't know some of these things. And uh, factoring with the running backs, I think, like I said, I know you guys, this is what you guys, is the bread and butter, but I wouldn't just like, I wouldn't pop too many vessels yet. You know what I'm saying? I would let it all kind of marinate a little bit more before, but I love T Higgins this year and. Obviously not at that ADP. I think it'll drop before the season, but I'm telling you, this guy, is, uh, he's a baller, and I think this is his year, his time. A.J. Green's gone, and it's the T. Higgins show time.
0: Quick, who would you rather have, T. Higgins or Amari Cooper?
1: T. Higgins. You're out of your mind. T. Higgins or Adam Thielen? T. Higgins. I, oh I love, dude. Lord. If Joe Burrow's healthy for sixteen I, games, it's it's T. Higgins. You're consistent with the love for uh, for Higgins because Higgins is going over both of them. I love, I love him.
0: Yeah, not 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 at the late fourth, not at the late fourth. I, I would take Amari Cooper and Thielen over
1: Higgins. You, you you have to remember how many games are the Bengals going to be winning exactly this year? Fair point. They will be uh, down in quite a few contests in my sure. opinion. So there's going to be a lot of garbage time stat racking. So I hate, I hate to get off topic, but I don't no, know how no, many, no. Too ma- I don't know. I don't know how many, too many cracks I have at this. So I got to get the, my little nuggets. <laughs> well, to the people. who do you think and re- before we move on to the Raiders?
0: Who do you think has a better chance of becoming a top two round pick next year out of these two guys, T Higgins or
1: CD Lamb? I think based on opportunity, T. Higgins.
0: Okay, all right. That's I fair. think
1: with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, it it doesn't make. I don't think. I don't think T. Higgins is a better talent than C. D. Lamb, but I just think based off of volume, yeah,
0: yeah. And there's a T. Higgins. There's a hundred or so targets to go around with A. J. Green now gone. So where do you think they're going? Drew they're Sample, go to Tyler Boyd. They're gonna go to <laughs> T. Higgins. They're gonna go to Alec Erickson. And no Gio Bernard either. So and no Gio Bernard, please Christ, Joe Mixon be a three down back, please Christ, oh my God, it's all. It, it listen, if Zach Taylor does not make Joe Mixon a three down back, his ass should be on the uh, the chopping block.
1: Yeah, it should have been gone a long time ago, but a- that's another a- story.
0: Amen to that. Speaking of guys who should have been gone a long time ago, hi Mike Mayock and John Gruden.
1: Hello. Uh, don't don't slam them too much. Oh, I'm gonna slam him. What the fuck I, are they doing? I will say this. I have confidence in those guys figuring it out because you know what, you know <laughs> what their problem is right now. I'm going to explain it to you. They don't have a quarterback. They, they don't have a quarterback they believe in. And where they? It's kind of like the issue that Chicago had when they had Jake Cutler all those years. Remember that when like, why are you still sticking with Jake Cutler? Love Jake Cutler. Great guy. A Great guy and all, but dude, like, come on. Like what? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, get rid of Jake Cutler or same thing. A lot of people slammed your Cowboys for it. Tony Romo. All right. You not particularly, but a lot of people said, Oh, Cowboys keep falling short every year, you know, going seven and nine to nine and seven with Tony Romo. Why is this? Never had a complete team, but that's besides the point. Okay, well, the Raiders really don't either. So, you know, they don't really have a quarterback they believe in. So Derek Carr's contract expires at the end of the year. I see what I kind of see a little bit of the plan. I don't understand why you would just gut the whole offensive line, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how they draft this year. You know, you can't hate the early return. Their free agent spending has been atrocious. Don't get me wrong. Oh, God. But their drafts have been not bad, dude. Like, you can't hate the returns from the Khalil Mack trade. Nope. So, no, I I, I, th-
0: I think they. I, you could make a case they won that trade.
1: Ask me about John Gruden once he gets his quarterback, and then I will give you my assessment. He had a 10-year deal, so he could live with Derek Carr for, you know, four years of that deal. It's true. will still be fine. No problem. And by the way, Deshaun Watson, if this whole just keep an eye on the Raiders. If he sits out this season or oh you know, my with God. A suspension or something, I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden might sell every thing in their name for Deshaun. They, they just might. They just might. So
0: John Gruden would probably throw in his uh, Super Bowl ring with the Bucks to uh, get that deal uh, over the line.
1: Yeah. So just ask me about John Gruden when it's officially over in Oakland. I'll tell you. I believe in him. I think he's going to figure it out there. But continue.
0: But they signed Colton Miller to a contract extension. What the fuck?
1: It is what it is. Maybe John Gruden knows something we don't.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully he's the uh, offensive tackle whisperer. Because, my God, Colton Miller. Jesus. Anyway. uh, Derek Carr for the Raiders. For fantasy? He's serviceable.
1: Yeah, it's just not a guy I would want because the upside's not really there. Exactly. He's a floor
0: play. Ceiling is extremely low. Doesn't do anything exciting, but gets the job done. I think he is a very, very, very viable second or third quarterback in two QB leagues and in deep 12, 14 team leagues. But if you're in 10 team leagues, you're not going to go anywhere near this range for someone like Derek Carr. No, you won't. You would not be affected, but in terms of anybody in deeper leagues and two QB, yeah, he's he's. Fine. You can do worse, yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely do worse, and I would even say for dynasty players, maybe he's worth if he's out there or if he's available for cheap. Maybe he's worth it in a contract year. Maybe seeing where he goes next year. Maybe he gets if you're telling me maybe he goes to New England. Uh, uh, yeah. I would love that.
1: Yeah, or Carolina.
0: Or Carolina, that would work. That would work too. Maybe, maybe even if you want to put him in, say the James experiment fails in New Orleans, maybe put him in New Orleans. Maybe Pittsburgh.
1: Dennis Allen to draft him in New Orleans. Yep. yep. Pittsburgh so. makes sense. There's going to be a lot of other teams looking for quarterbacks next year. 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. So,
0: I think uh, Derek Carr could be a very, very good and intriguing buy low. For Dynasty right now, problem is you're going to have to stash him on your roster for the entire year. So if you think you have that that extra roster spot available in your uh, deep rosters, he could be worth it. So definitely um, explore that. Explore that avenue. Okay. I'm getting all loosened up here because this is about to be a... F- oh, God, I don't even know what the fuck to say about this. The Vegas running
1: backs: Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Um, yeah.
0: Jake, what the fuck are the Raiders doing?
1: Well, Kenyon Drake is my nemesis in fantasy, so I just want to get that out of the way. So mine
0: too. Fuck him.
1: Like, literally, like just. Ne- I don't. I've never gotten anything from him, ever. And last year it was comical to me when people were drafting him in the first round. I'm like, yep, good luck with Kenyon Drake. In the first round worked, of a fantasy that's worked draft. In the past. Yeah, it's it's worked a lot. I, like, no, I would never want Kenyon Drake. No, so, no. Believe it or not, there was there was a draft I did last year where Kenyon Drake went in the third round.
0: Wow, that actually was a thing.
1: And I was the pick. And uh, to be honest with you, I swear to God, I was red. Well, I shouldn't do that, but you know, I swear. Or I'm looking for the re- you know, I'm I'm a man of faith, but a man of faith. He, um, he forgives you. Um, Say
0: a few Hail Marys and, and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I was the pick after the kid that took Kenyon Drake in the third round. I was going to do it. And I said, you you saved me from a season oh. of heartache and just remorse.
0: And I don't know the Hail Mary for the uh, for the thanks that you were giving to the big man upstairs. After yes. he made sure you didn't get to go against yourself and take Kenyon Drake.
1: I'm like third round. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll do that. Hey, but that's, that's, that's value-based drafting though. It's, it's, that's VBD. And then the third rounder turned into Keenan Allen. So I definitely thank my. Shout out, shout out to the homie G G O D. Great guy. Great guy. But just getting back to Kenyon Drake. No, uh, to be honest with you. Where's Kenyon Drake getting drafted in fantasy right now, do you think? Because maybe Josh Jacobs to me is probably getting drafted way too high, and especially off with the off the field incidents. That might, in Dynasty, I would be shipping his ass way out. Of, oh, oh, if he was on my team, he'd be gone. You could say that again. He'd be, Kenyon he'd be Drake, finished.
0: Kenyon Drake is being drafted as the, if I can find him. On this list, he is being drafted as the. Holy shit. Yeah, this is okay. So Josh Jacobs is being drafted as the 19th running back off the board in PPR. Kenyon Drake is being drafted as the 28th running back off the board in PPR.
1: You see, I don't hate that for Kenyon Drake, though.
0: For Kenyon Drake, I don't. For Josh Jacobs, that's diabolical.
1: Yeah, I thought Josh Jacobs would be more of like a first or second round pick. So I was wrong to that listener that I asked before. So Julio Jones, for whoever um, asked that question. Um, I just really, I haven't seen ADPs really. I haven't, like I said, I've been more NFL well, no, draft
0: focused. Dude, Josh Josh Jacobs is, go, he, he's being drafted somewhere in that in that range. There's ADP data that's out there. It's saying that Josh Jacobs, like the early
1: third round. I said it counted. I said it counted. Yeah. So anyway, um yeah, Kenyon Drake at 28, I have no no issue with that at all. If Josh Jacobs does go down, we saw Devontae Booker be productive last year in that Raiders offense. For sure. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you could do worse with Kenyon. You look at the running backs you draft in that range, yeah, there's definitely guys that don't have as much upside as, think of it like this, you know what Kenyon Drake kind of reminds me of? Who? He kind of reminds me of Chase Edmonds of last year with Arizona. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he kind of has that type of upside with Josh Jacobs, so.
0: It's very interesting. I uh, you know, I haven't looked at it that way, but yeah, you're right. You you yep. are 100 percent right. It's it's the same kind of vibe. It is. Um Josh Jacobs. Listen, I'm not gonna say don't draft him because Josh Jacobs is very talented. However, you are asking, asking to be disappointed if you're drafting him in the third round. Do not even Think about it. Do not even think about it. Let's play Would You Rather. Jake, would you rather Josh Jacobs or James Robinson?
1: I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs because I really don't. I don't think James Robinson is a different regime. Now, I'll go with Josh Jacobs.
0: I'm going with uh, Josh Jacobs. Antonio Gibson or Josh Jacobs?
1: I'll go with Josh Jacobs again.
0: I'll go with Gibson. Jacobs or Montgomery?
1: David Montgomery.
0: I'm going with Montgomery. Barely. Chris Carson or Josh Jacobs?
1: That's a tough one. I'll go
0: with Chris Carson. I'm going with Josh Jacobs. Barely. Josh Jacobs or Kenny
1: Galladay? Wow. I really hate Galladay this year. I do too. I'm going with uh, Josh Jacobs. I'm going with Jacobs.
0: Josh Jacobs or Robert Woods? Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods. Not, That's close. not close. Josh Jacobs or Brandon Ayuk? Josh
1: Jacobs. I'm going with Jacobs, but hard, hard one. Yeah, you like Brandon Ayuk, but you don't like uh, my man T. Higgins. I love Brandon Ayuk. The difference is Brandon Ayuk is going six
0: spots later. Fair. He's going six spots later. That's just a value. I mean, if you're telling me Higgins was being drafted, it's like a 28th guy at the board. Yes, please side me up, but that's the major difference. Uh, one more: Josh Jacobs or Hmm. Josh Jacobs or Patrick Mahomes?
1: Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather Mahomes. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I would rather Mahomes. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think I would
1: rather Mahomes over Jacobs. Yeah, because I could trade Mahomes probably for more. So, that's true. That's I'll also. Go, quite, I'll go with Mahomes.
0: Yeah, that's also quite true. All right, let's go talk about the receivers for these Las Vegas Raiders. Uh Henry Ruggs, the third sophomore year, coming off of a, a disappointing rookie year. I think is a good way to put it. Um. Hunter Renfro returning. They had signed John Brown, which I think is a really good, really good signing by Las Vegas. I will give I like Mike Mayock and John Gruden credit for that one. A really, really good signing for them. Willie Sneed as well. Another under the radar good signing for them. But there's one guy on this Raiders offense that not many people maybe know about or. He was someone that I loved a lot in the draft last year, and that's Brian Edwards. South Carolina receiver, big-bodied receiver, makes plays, very physical receiver, big-bodied, and that's something that the Raiders on their depth chart right now don't really have. They don't necessarily have that big-bodied outside physical receiver. That's what I think Brian Edwards could potentially be for this football team. So I think in Dynasty, he's a great buy low. And I think in Keeper Leagues as well, look out for potentially Brian Edwards having some sort of role to play for this Raiders offense coming this season. I
1: really thought John Brown was one of the best value signings of the free agency offseason. I agree with you. I like John Brown a lot. Um, I don't like Henry Ruggs. Um, Not drafting him. Nope, I'm not either. Um, uh, Hunter Renfroff? Yeah, no. No. Just kind of know what he is, you know? Yeah. Very vanilla. Yeah. I, I like John Brown. I think John Brown's definitely worth the late round flyer. hundred percent. And yeah. I like Brian Edwards too. I just think he might be a little crowded on the depth chart a little bit. The the, the volume and the, the targets might not be there he, for me.
0: He's one of those guys where place, I think you know? it's, we need to see what his situation looks like after the draft.
1: Yeah. Because if you're but, telling
0: me that they draft someone that's of the similar ilk to Brian Edwards. Then I would just say, all right, the the Brian Edwards dream might be dead, but if they don't draft anybody, if they draft another silky receiver, and they're still looking for size in the outside, phew, it could be Brian Edwards' time. It could be Brian Edwards' time in uh, in Las Vegas. So uh, definitely keep your eye out for uh, for Brian Edwards, and then for tight end Darren Waller, number three tight end, very 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 good. Last year, some would even say great. The connection that he has with Derek Carr, second to none. Very simple. Derek Carr is the quarterback for this football team. De- uh, Darren Waller is going to be the guy. And even my tight even end too. Mar- yeah, even when Marcus Mariota was there, Waller was still great.
1: Yeah, my tight end too, easily. Uh, yeah, I could make a. I
0: would make a case for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very close between him and him and Kittle, I think. Oh, Kittle's always hurt. Always hurt always hurt number one and look who his quarterback is.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be Mac Jones, so uh, I am higher on Mac Jones than the uh the mob. But he's always, always hurt. Always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if he could shake off that the durability concerns
1: then maybe there's he's, something to talk about. He's gonna but. be in the WWE in like four years, probably. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh he's gonna be he's gonna be like uh Gronk is he gonna is he gonna host WrestleMania? Probably yeah <laughs> all right so let's go to our last team in the AFC West. That is the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's start with Justin Herbert. Pretty much Blew every expectation that anybody had of him out of the water last year. Was absolutely superb. Was not supposed to even be on the scene until maybe midway to the season. And my God, was he, he was great. He was great. And my only problem with Herbert, when I look at him a bit deeper for fantasy terms, is how much better can he be? Yeah. On top of what last year was. That's my only concern.
1: Yeah. The expectations might be a little too high for him.
0: Yep. I believe so. Especially in year two, where you see the sophomore slumps all the time or sophomore leaps or sophomore leaps. Yeah. And, but the problem is, you know, on top of what he was last year, you know, what, what really is a leap for Justin Herbert? I mean, just looking at his numbers, from a year ago 31 touchdowns 10 picks 4300 yards passing i mean i would say
1: 40 touchdowns is a leap
0: yeah but do you do you think though that with this new offense that Justin Herbert is dropping back 600 times again he dropped back 595 well, last year
1: well are they going to be competitive or not in your opinion like are they going to how many games <laughs> do you think the chargers win Oof.
0: I think that they are – it depends. If you could tell me if they can stay healthy, they can be a 10-win team.
1: Okay, then then no. He's not dropping back 600 times.
0: But they're not going to stay healthy. So I'll say they're probably, they're probably like an 8-9 win team.
1: All right, so say he drops back five hundred times. I, I again, I you know, it might be he's getting too he's getting drafted too high for my liking, so probably yeah. no for me. But you know, I I I wouldn't hate it, just not for no. me. No,
0: I don't. I don't hate him. I love Justin Herbert and and what I was not the biggest fan of his, but he proved me wrong, and I'm very glad that he did. Um, but with that being said, the price for Justin Herbert is just a little too high for me. So I am not going to be going down the Justin Herbert Avenue. All right. The chargers, we go to their running back situation. Austin Eckler keeping our fingers crossed that we're going to have a full season of Austin Eckler. Cause when he's healthy, listen, this man, he's, he's a yeah. PR machine.
1: Yeah. And the, the Joshua Kelly hype is done. He's, He's not any good. no, no, he was awful last year.
0: Uh, awful. awful. I mean he got he got misplaced by Caitlin Bellage
1: Bellage yeah. it's it's time to like, start the buses.
0: yeah it it, it it's time. It is a hundred percent time. Austin Eckler back um he's basically being drafted as a first second round pick. I mean, listen, you're telling me you can start a draft with Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler. Holy hell. That's an unbelievable start because you get a little bit of everything. You get the guy with the PPR upside. Then you get the guy with the touchdown upside with Eckler, Taylor, respectively. Jesus Christ. That's a great start. Great, great, great start if you can, uh, you can manage to swing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: All right, so let's go to the receivers. And, of course, this is the Keenan Allen Show. Everybody knows that. Uh, you are drafting Keenan Allen I would say if you're going to tell me that Keenan Allen is going to be going as a second round pick, I wouldn't be too shocked. I mean, I have him as a top 12 receiver. Could make a case to move him up into my top 10, which would very much make him a round two, round three turn kind of player.
1: In PPR full? PPR, yep. Oh, absolutely. Top top 10. I would say so. I would say about like my eighth to 10th receiver. Keenan Allen or A.J. Brown? Wow. Full PPR. Um, going A.J. Brown. I'm, I'm, really going high. I'm, Brown. Okay. I'm going Keenan Allen. i going Keenan Allen. That's
0: close. Very close. Very, very, very close.
1: I could change my mind for the season starts. <laughs> half PPR, Keenan Allen or A.J. Brown. I'm still going A.J. Brown. I think if full PPR, Allen has more of the case. Half half PPR, I'm going Brown.
0: Half PPR, I'm going Brown. Uh, Full PPR, Keenan Allen or Justin Jefferson? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen Keenan Allen for me as well yeah I mean listen you're going to tell me Keenan Allen if you're starting your draft say number one overall pick you get Christian McCaffrey and then you follow that up with Keenan Allen good for you hell or of a Derek start or Derek Henry or Derek whoever you take number one whichever running back you want whether it's Kamara whether it's Cook whether it's Henry whether it's Jonathan Taylor <laughs> whether it's whomever and then you follow that up with Keenan Allen good for you good for you hell of a start Um, Mike Williams, he's just one guy I've given up. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just, he's good in softball matchups. So if you're going to be in by trouble one week and you see Mike Williams is going up against a soft opponent, then yeah. Pick up Mike Williams and start him. I did it when they played the jets and it paid off. So. And just pray and pray bingo bingo no guarantees it pays off but pray nonetheless um he will not cost you much so you should not have to worry about going out of your way
1: trying to draft mike williams but don't don't even be tempted no I, I, i'm done that's why i feel that's why i feel that way about dj Moore. it's like i did the same thing for mike williams year after year yep No, now he, it's just it's done Mike Williams. I could
0: tell you, though, someone else that I do like and someone that did show a little bit last year and a good rapport with Justin Herbert. That's Jalen Guyton.
1: And the other guy, too. Is it Tyrell Johnson or something Tyrell like that? Tyrell Johnson, yep. Yeah. Both guys did. But to me, it's like, do, do I really want to start? It's funny as I did start um, Tyrell Johnson in the fantasy championship. That's how desperate I was for options. I had Ow. everybody hurt. Wow. Everybody hurt. had a boy. Everybody hurt. That's a ballsy start, and it paid off. Uh Stephon Diggs didn't pay off. Oh, oh, yeah. you got you got the you got the Monday night burn. Got the Monday night burn. Oh shit! Well, yeah, it is what it is. You you deserve the fantasy championship just from starting uh, Tyrone Johnson. So I had. You want to hear the want to hear the injuries I had? I know no one really cares about my team. Go, but I'll no, tell please you. go go for it. Cam Akers. Oof. Joe Mixon. oh, Keenan Allen. Oh. And I believe I had one more. Believe that. But I mean that, that that's just enough right there. That's just bad.
0: To- no, that's bad.
1: Oh, Christ. That's what I was dealing with. Uy. That's
0: that's awful. And you almost won off the back of Tyron
1: Johnson. <laughs> I almost run off the back of Tyron Johnson, Giovanni Bernard, and um, who else did I start? Yeah, I mean, well, Kareem Hunt was like a shell of himself at that time. That's true. He went downhill. That's yeah, true. Giovanni Bernard and Tyron Johnson were. Uh, yeah, Tyron Johnson. was could have been were your stars my, to have won you a championship. It was. It was pretty damn close. But <laughs> and whatever.
0: That would have been a story you would have told your kids. The hey, owner knows, what. Your old man, he won a fantasy championship off the back of Tyron Johnson
1: and Giovanni Bernard. You know what? The owner knows that uh, he dodged a massive bullet, and uh, it's all good. Good good man, you know? It's a good man. It's what we're after.
0: Uh, tight end, Jared Cook. Interesting. Yeah. Has appeal. Um, you know, do I love him? No. 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 I would rather Cole Komet. I'd rather either the Cowboys guys. Anthony Fruxer? I'd, I'd rather Anthony Fruxer, absolutely. But does Jared Cook have appeal? Yeah. Chris Arndon? No.
1: <laughs> you like Chris Arndon? I'm just saying, if the Jets don't draft anybody else in that Mike LaFleur offense that features a tight end, we saw Mike Gasicki turn into uh, a pretty fantasy-relevant player once Adam Gase left. Fair. That's fair, but Herndon. Herndon's issue has always been just staying on the field. Well, last year he stayed on the field. He was just terrible. He he was just terrible. Yeah, as was the entire offense. But he started to get his confidence back towards the end of the season. True. So okay, I'm just saying.
0: Jake, draft Chris Herndon somewhere for me. I will. Thank you so much. I do. I do greatly appreciate it. Zachy loves
1: his tight ends. You know. Oh. Listen, I
0: appreciate the Jets spin that you would add and Adam provide with every episode that I go on with anything that I do. I cannot, I cannot escape you, New York Jets fans. With I, anything, that uh, I, 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 I don't. don't
1: want to hear it because I told you about Corey Davis before he was on the Jets, and I told you about Zach Wilson, how much I love them. You, you told me about Corey Davis about him, before it was. On I told the you Jets. how much I liked him, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I thought I this thought you isn't were gonna just s- me being like, you know. Yeah. No, oh, no, I love no, no. Corey okay. Davis. I but was, I, I was on his bandwagon before he was a member of the jets. And I was on Zach Wilson's bandwagon before I had, a I was on Zach Wilson's bandwagon when people were debating if he was a first round pick.
0: Yeah. The Zach Wilson one, I will definitely give you the Corey Davis one. I will give you as well. Um, I thought for a second, you were coming at me saying that I was not on the Corey Davis. No, train. Like, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, whoa.
1: no, 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 but- no, <laughs> No, I, it's not a jet spin. It's like, you know, players have have a history of becoming relevant once Adam Gase is out of their lives forever. And very true. Sing. You never know. The story might not be written on him. It's
0: very, very true. Look no further than Ryan Tannehill.
1: And M- the... Mike Isecki and Kenyon Drake. And, and Jarvis Landry. And Kenyon Drake and Jarvis Landry, <laughs> yes. And and Damian and, Williams.
0: And Devontae Parker.
1: Yeah, Damian Williams too.
0: Yeah. Also true. So the, the Adam Gaze cancer is officially out of the building.
1: Safe to say. Frank Gore won't be uh in my life ever again. Thank I'm sure Lord. I'm
0: sure you're distraught about that. Distraught. Maybe Maybe Adam Gaze goes and becomes a uh a high school football coach or something and has and brings Frank Gore in with a uh burst that just says I am twelve. And I'm
1: sure he'll find a way to bring Gore along. I'm sure he will. It's like an assistant or something. He
0: just can't get enough. Can't get enough of Frank Gore. (laughs) Needs Frank Gore. The Adam Gaze Frank Gore relationship. It's like the Knicks and the Kentucky Wildcats, just two things that go together like peanut butter and jelly.
1: I was a little afraid we weren't going to talk about the Knicks in Kentucky tonight, but I'm glad you, uh, you took over there. Listen,
0: there are just certain things that are just guaranteed in life death, taxes. And us two doing a show together and mentioning the Knicks and the Kentucky Wildcats and the true love
1: league relationship that they have. Some tough losses for the Knicks lately. Hey, you know what?
0: Sucks to suck, doesn't it? But you know yeah. what? It's the hope that kills you. But you, but we're we're building, we're building, we're building. We're, Good to hear. we're not we're not winning the East. I don't wanna, I don't want to go into the East playoffs. It's like a four seed. Or oh, you just be disappointed when we get fucking smoked by you guys or the, uh, or the 76ers. Fuck that. I don't You're want building. that. I don't want that. I'm waiting for my star. I'm waiting for my star. One's coming. Maybe in two years. One's coming. One's coming. I don't know when. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. But one's coming. One's coming. One's coming to the Mecca. Maybe uh, Carl Anthony Townsend, Devin Booker. Please,
1: the Kentucky Wildcats bring them home. I was gonna say Carl Anthony Towns is the guy. Perfect, bring them home. <laughs> Who else? Let's see. Who's another Kentucky
0: Wildcat? That that's a star. Not John, don't do not say John Wall. John do Wall. Do not say John Wall. Shut the fuck up. Do not say John Wall. Think
1: things don't work out in L.A. Anthony Davis could be had.
0: Yes, I would love that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I um... would love that. Trying. If you get sick of playing with Le- LeBron, hey, well, right now you have Demarcus Cousins out there. We said we're going to bring him back as
0: the uh, color commentator for To mix. help
1: Clyde know where he is and yes. what day of the week it is.
0: Perfect. I think it's a great idea, and he could he could take over on air sometimes. I, I think he would probably quote some poetry.
1: Kentucky Wildcats. Wow. Yeah. There. This man. This man Cat- would be on
0: national television on MSG. Quoting some uh, T.S. Elliott.
1: That's why Kevin Knox is still on the team. So,
0: of course, imagine if he went to like UNLV, he would have been cut two years ago. Yeah. This is why, this is why Emmanuel quickly may be a New York Knicks for his entire career. Deservedly so. This is why Julius Randle probably is going to get an extension because he's a Kentucky Wildcat. Wouldn't Millions. be surprised if the next big college coach to retire is John Calipari, only to then become a special assistant to Leon Rose or World Wide West, just to really continue to grow the Kentucky culture that resides within Madison Square Garden.
1: Uh, nothing would make uh, the Dolans happier. Listen, I think
0: that makes, that makes Jim Dolan happy. All power to him. All power to that crazy son of a bitch. Um, Okay, that is going to be it for this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Jake, the two-episode run is over. We are going to be going home to the Basement Talk Podcast this week talking about the NFL draft. It is coming. Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, Basement Talk Podcast. We're going to have you ready to go For the NFL Draft, which, like we said earlier, is three weeks from tonight, Thursday. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be two and a half weeks away till the NFL Draft. We will get you ready for that. So, Jake, thank you so much for coming on to the NFC South show. And thank you so much for coming on to the AFC West show, my friend.
1: My pleasure. Always a pleasure talking uh, football or anything with you, my friend. Anytime.
0: Absolutely, sir. Well, that is going to be it. Make sure you subscribe to the Basin Talk podcast wherever you get your podcast five-star reviews and make sure you hit the subscribe button to be notified whenever we release new episodes and these next coming couple of weeks are going to be absolutely crazy. Of course, all this NFL draft coverage will be coming out Culminating in two weeks' time, or about a week and a half by the time you are listening to this, when there is the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and the Basement Talk Podcast crossover mock draft for the NFL Draft. That will be part one of that. Will be airing on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, and then the part two of that will be airing on the Basement Talk Podcast to have you ready to go for the NFL Draft on Thursday, April so Jake my bird bye bye